I don't know if the mustache had anything to do with what happened in the last hour or so. It has a lot to do with it. (laughs) There's a quote from Dave Roberts, and let's just say he's referencing you specifically. (laughs) Okay, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's what's going on. Okay, let's uh, let's just put what the, the facts of all of this are. About an hour ago, the Dodgers made the announcement that Corey Knable is going to be the starting pitcher for the Dodgers tonight. Okay, That we were all anticipating Urias being the starting pitcher. He will be the second pitcher, right? That Knable is going to start the game for the Dodgers. The thinking in this goes like this, okay? They're going to make the Giants pick a lane. Okay, the Giants are either going to have to make some adjustments in their starting lineup, which they may or may not do, and if they do, they if they do make some adjustments, all of a sudden they're getting the flexibility in their lineup, which by the way is a starting is a very strong point for the Giants is the depth of their lineup, but if you force them to start going left right stuff early or load up on left or right in a lineup to combat what Corey Knable is doing as the starting pitcher in this game, it eliminates some optionality for them late in the game. You're also putting a, a situation in where maybe, assuming that Julio pitches the way that he's pitched lately, that you push him slightly deeper into the game. Instead of him coming out of the game and say the sixth inning, maybe he pitches through the seventh inning. That this is another element of this decision. The Dodgers are incredibly analytically driven. This was not done on a hunch. This was not done on a hey, let's just let's let's freak them out and not send it's it's this was a deliberate analytical decision. And then there's Al, what you've been saying, just throw our best pitcher and stop worrying about this stuff. It's you know, if I have to just go a step further, I think if you're the San Francisco Giants I don't think you're going to change all of a sudden your lineup to worry about Corey Knable. I think you'll continue to say, okay, for the bulk of this game, Julio's going to be in it. Julio, there's a good chance, will pitch five or six innings. In game two, that's exactly what he pitched, and he had a fantastic performance. Um, And you also have a bullpen that's been fantastic so far. So I don't know if you have to get to Trinan. You know, I don't know if you have to get to the eight so you could throw it to Trinan, who then hand it off to Kenley Jansen. First of all, there's no guarantee that Julio gets that deep either. You're you're 100% right. You're 100% right. So I think there's, you know, kind of a lot of assumptions being made, but your bullpen's been one of your strengths. So maybe the San Francisco Giants, just maybe, they're going to overthink things as well, the way the Dodgers just, I in my, in my belief, they overthought things. But I don't think they will, and we'll see how it plays out. If if you told me, do you want Julio to start the game or do you want Corey Knable, I would just very simply tell you, yeah, I'll take my chances with Julio, I, and I'll worry about everything else as we get through the game. It makes sense. But, and, and I want to make sure that everybody understands what's happening here. What you said, that you don't think that the Giants are going to alter their starting lineup based on this decision. I don't either. But but what it does do is it forces them to make some decisions. Mm-hmm. It puts them in a position where now they have to think about, okay, do I make a move now? Do, would I rather would I rather have some options early against Corey Knable or would I rather have some options late against I don't know who? It does put them in a position where they are now reacting as opposed to being the person that that goes first. The, you're, they're the second move in the chess game now where the Dodgers went first. It puts them in a position where now they got to make some choices because if you if, let's just say not we're gonna to your point out, Urias is going to pitch the bulk of this game for the Dodgers. 
So I'm going to just throw that same lineup out there. Okay, and I'm, my guess is, is that's what the Dodgers are anticipating. But what that does do mathematically is it gives the Dodgers the advantage early where they can put their right-handed pitcher on some right-handed bats. And if the Giants say, I'm not changing, you're not going to force me into this, mathematically sure. it, it allows the Dodgers to basically steal some outs early in the game. So instead of them getting hit eight times, they're going to hit nine. Or excuse me, instead of nine, they're going to hit eight, right? That I can shut you down in the first inning because I have a favorable matchup right here. Whereas before, we're just going to play this out. You're going to get nine tries. I'm going to get nine tries. The Dodgers are trying to steal a half an inning because they're betting the Giants won't move. I get the move. I, I, I get all of this. The, the, the math makes sense what the Dodgers are doing. It's the emotional component of it that I think you're talking about that I think a lot of Dodger fans are feeling that is – just pitch the best damn guy <laughs> because that that's a compelling argument too. Trav, these, you know, obviously these individuals get paid so much freaking money to make decisions like this. They understand, you know, if they're playing the math, okay, they're playing the math. It's just odd in this game five, the hundred and, you know, both teams tied at 109 apiece that this is the game that you want to do it. Like I, I mentioned to you a little bit earlier, if this was game two, and it would still bring up a lot of questions. You'd be like, why are you doing this? Just mm -hmm. give Julio the ball. Let's, you know, go to work. Um, I, I think that would even bring up questions. But it's game five. Like, this is it. And to do it in this type of game, you, you said something I thought was interesting. You said that this is their chess move. I, I don't <laughs> – you know, it's funny. I don't know if it's a chess move. Like, I, you know how people say sometimes you're playing chess yeah. while somebody yeah. else is playing checkers, right? Right. I don't feel like this is a chess move. Like, it's a huge move to where – um, this is going to give the Dodgers such an incredible advantage. We'll see how it plays out. It, it, it's aggressive, it's bold, and what it does do is it's forcing the Giants to react. Now, maybe they don't react, and maybe that's the reaction that you were trying to get is the non-reaction, so you can get right on right. That it, it, You know what's funny, Al? The more now I it talk, sounds like we're definitely overthinking the, it. The, 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 the more I think about it, mm -hmm. the more I like it. I, and, and we'll see. This is going to entirely be predicated on whether it works or not. But the more I think about it, the more sense it makes i like the aggressiveness i like that it puts the giants in a position where they immediately need to figure out do do i want options early or do i want options late mm -hmm. that that's what they're going to do i'm going to give it you puts them in a defensive position right out of the gate my gut reaction is i don't think you're going to see some earth shattering moves changes from the giants we'll see what happens but i, I don't think this is going to cause some ripple effect through the, the the Giants lineup that's going to look so much different. Palmdale is our next stop. Joe in Palmdale. Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hello. Oh, my God. This is the dumbest move I've ever heard. Okay. The Giants are so happy right now. Can you imagine if you're a Giant and you wake up and instead of Urias, you face Knable? A guy that Roberts it. hasn't even used. Guys, hold on one second one here. I'm going to let you finish your point here, Joe. But keep in mind, Urias is going to pitch. He's just not going to pitch the first inning. It's not that they're deciding that Corey Knable is going to pitch for five innings and Urias may or may not come in. But I think there's something it's to what he's saying. It might be but, uh, but, over but, but, Trav, in the first I, I, inning. I, I, you don't give him a chance. you got to go out inning by inning with your best players. Urias is your best pitcher. This is the same stuff he would do with Rich Hill. This is the same thing he did when he brought in uh, Kershaw against the Naturals and gave up the two walk-off bombs. Roberts is over-managing again, and it breaks my heart because this game is over. 
Well, that's not true at all, Joe. Thank you for the call. And I agree. The Washington Naturals should change their name to that. That, by the way, greatest name ever, the Washington Nationals. It's, it's yeah, pretty it's damn good. Right I don't know it's if that bad. was done intentionally or not, but I do like it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The, the game is not over before it started. Let's eat, Look, Al, I, I'm a bit It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a close game, all of that. Nobody's nobody's questioning that, and I don't think that's going to change but, because of you know you this know, specific I like move. that. I think it was Joe. Joe, Joe. Joe just put me in a position that I'm almost never comfortable being in. If I'm the optimistic one in the room, we've got problems. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if if I'm the one saying, "Hey, slow down, guys. This is we got this game hasn't even started yet. That, that Joe has decided the game is over at 12:06. <laughs> That's a problem." Well, I, I think you shook up. You know, how you were trying to say you you want to shake up the Giants a little bit. I think you shook up some more. <laughs> I think you shook up more Dodger fans than you did with the Giants. Um, I listen. We'll take more calls on this. And, and Trav, I think you and I can go. We could. We could analyze this a hundred different ways the fact that you're starting to think this more through and through and you're trying to kind of start to convince yourself a little bit no 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 this actually does make sense I could see how it could it be advantage and you may be a hundred percent right you may be a hundred percent right Canable gets through that first inning maybe the Giants make a couple adjustments that now um, you wouldn't have seen if Julio was coming out to start the game maybe all of that happens I'm just going to use the same word I've already used 50 times in the last hour mm-hmm I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. That's it. I just don't think it's necessary. Let, let me let me put this out there and we're gonna go right back to the phones. Really the only way that this isn't quote wor- doesn't work is if Knable gets torched. And anything short of that, it's it's the same thing. You got Julio in the second inning. If he goes out there and gives up, let's let's say it's a bleeder hit, right? A little a little broken bat hit over Corey Seeger's head. Okay. And then you've got uh uh an out. And then you've got a pass ball, and there's a runner at second base. And then the ball, then it's a home run, and it's two to nothing. Now you've got a problem. Okay, but anything short of a disaster like this, if he goes out, even if he goes in there and gives up a run or so, you're going to have to score. You, the, the, only, the only huge loss is if the Dodgers go out there and Knebel gets pounded. Can I and, tell you and something? And the odds of that happening are very low. You know what's going to also fall? And, and I'm, I'm just telling you whether you agree with this or not. If Julio doesn't have, if he ends up pitching three or four, let's say he pitched up four innings, he gave up three runs, just as an example, right? I, I think you're also going to get people pointing the fingers saying, well, you should have had him start the game. It's because he didn't come in to start. I'm, I'm telling you that that's what people are going to say. There's going to be this, well, you took him out of what he's accustomed to. He had 20 wins as a starter in he, I don't know how many starts he had this year, yeah. as in just keep that same, you know, that – and this is probably not just a baseball, but the routine, right? Like mm-hmm. there's certain athletes that have a certain routine. Um, Walker Bueller, we were questioning, when you take him out of his routine and he comes in on short rest, how is he going to do? He obviously yes. passed that with flying But colors. it's the same routine on one less day. They, they, I forget who the caller was earlier, but I want to give them credit. Somebody, somebody mentioned this on, on the phones earlier. Urias has pitched in every role there is to pitch. Now, he's been a starter this season. He's been in the starting routine this year. But if anybody's able to – and by the way, if you know you're going in in the second inning, it's pretty much the same deal. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, we're going to get to you at some point. Sit tight. That, that Julio's routine, if the game – you know, if he normally starts his routine at 2, let's just start it at 2.30. 
we were basically just moving it back a half an hour. That's all it is. It's not, okay, uh, you might go in in the second inning, but it might be the third, or if he pitches really well, it'll be the fourth. Urias, no one on the Dodgers will pitch more innings tonight than Urias. I, I, I really believe that. Um, today's stat hero of the day is Corey Knable. Knable, by the way, Dodger fans, throw little stats at you here. If uh, They're only going to look at analytics. Let me try to make you feel a little better. <laughs> Knable has opened four games in his career, all of which – have come this season with the Dodgers, so 262 or uh, all have come with the Dodgers. He's totaled five innings, allowing one run in those games, including two scoreless innings against the Giants on September 3rd. Stat Hero, the exclusive Daily Fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sleeva Show. Stat Hero is the first ever Daily Fantasy sportsbook that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% back on your first play. 300%, Al. That's pretty good. I don't know too many other places that are giving you 300% back. That seems like a lot to me. By the way, we got these uh, Thursday night game tonight. Yep. Gotta, you know, get, a, get get some action going on that one, or you could do the Dodgers and I, the Giants. I, I have looked, a feeling you won't do tonight. You're too I, nervous to I, do it. I looked at the baseball lineups on Stat Hero today. I want no part of it. You know why? Because it's all Dodgers that I have to go up against, and I cannot root against them. I just, I, I'm gonna, I'll hey, do take, a, the, I'll take do a, the night off. I'll do a football one tonight. I always do my Thursday, Sunday, Monday game, so I'll do that. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip that. All right, more of your phone calls. People are still fired up about Julio Arias uh, being the second pitcher tonight. Uh, Corey Knable gets the start for the Dodgers. More of that coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so it's week six of the NFL season. We're going to do our guest picks like we do every week. Very quickly, we will run through this. We have four games. We are picking winners against the spread. The team that we like the most, the game that we like the most, goes in that four spot. The game that you like the least goes in one. We add it up. So far, Sliwa has the running total lead. He has 22 points so far. I am in second place with 17. And the guests are very close by in third with 16. This week's guest picker, John Day Fullerton. John, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great, Trav. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Alan, for having me. Thanks, Amanda, for having me. I know uh, it took a lot of courage for her. I, I thank her for giving you an extra hour, but now to give me a weekly segment on the show, I, I, I thank know. her. Thanks I don't know if we're going that uh, far. John, John, it's actually you're replacing Ashley, buddy. You, uh, you're you on three days a week, three days a week, so thank you, John. Don't, don't do that. All right, we're going to start off. Here we go. First game of the week are the Los Angeles Rams. They are on the road to take on the 1-4 New York Giants. The Rams are nine and a half point favorites i will go first i'll bat lead off in this one al i'm gonna take the rams but that nine and a half really scares me so i'm gonna put that a little bit lower i'm gonna go with the rams at the number two position alan sliwa who do you got all right i'm gonna flop it i'm gonna go um rams are gonna win the game they're gonna end up starting the season exactly what you're hoping for just one loss through the first where they four and one right now through mm-hmm. the first six games um I have no reason to take the Giants in this, but anytime I see something close to 10 points, I'm like, all right. And it's in New York. I'll take 
I'm not that confident as well. I'll take the Giants. I'm going to put the same uh, total two there. All right, New York Giants for Al at two. John De Fullerton. Um, yeah, I was going to go the Paul and Huntington Beach route and just repeat everything you say and then just call it my own. But <laughs> I'm actually going to go. I'm going to do the Rams as well. Okay. But I'm not as confident like you just because going from east to west, that sucks to travel. Um, but the Giants have like 58 people hurt, I think. So I'm going to go, <laughs> 54, I'm going to go three. 54. I'm going to go yeah. 54. There we go. Yeah. I'm going to go Rams. Number three spot. All right, Rams in three for John Day Fullerton. Al, you get to go first on this next one. It might be the game of the week. It's yeah, it the is. L.A. Chargers on the road against the Baltimore Ravens, a pair of four and one teams. The Ravens get the three-point advantage when they are at home. Ravens three-point favorites against the Chargers. Who you got? All right, this is the toughest game to pick. Both teams playing good ball. It's funny, Baltimore keeps winning in these kind of weird comebacks. We saw it, and they've lost heartbreakers as well in the process. They lost that first game, the Raiders. I'm going to take Chargers in this one. Kind of, I'm, I'm a little actually surprised I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I think uh, I think they'll actually win the game, but I'm, I'm going to make this a one. My, this is my least confidence of my picks. All right, I'm going to go second here. I also like the Chargers. I think the Chargers might be the best team in the AFC that's not the Buffalo Bills. The, the Ravens have been all over the map all season long, despite that they've won a bunch of games. I'm going Chargers. I'm going all the way to the top at four. John De Fullerton, Chargers, Ravens. Uh, I am also going Chargers. Um, I'm going to put them at the two. They are 2-0 and against the spread as the dog this year. Just give you a little stats there. Um, yep. And then, uh, yeah, I, I like what uh, what uh, Herbert's doing. So, yeah, let's put him number two. All right, let's go to the third game here. The Raiders, who have had an, an interesting week along the way, they're on the road taking on the Denver Broncos. Denver got off to a great start. They have not looked great since. Denver is giving three-and-a-half points. They are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. John, who do you got? I got the Raiders. They um, they have the little motivation. You know, I had this in Little League. There was a team. They weren't that good. They lost their coach because he was a little crazy like Gruden. But they got motivated and they played well. So I'm going to go Raiders here. But I'm just going to put them one. I'm not as confident. I'm going to go one with Raiders. All right, Slee, who do you got? Uh, let's go. If we're going to gamble, let's gamble a little bit, right? I'm going to go Broncos with my four right Ooh, here. Bold. Go Denver. Go all in on the Broncos. I get what John's saying. I get how there could be a little rally here, but the fact that I was never sold on the Raiders, I think they lose their third game in a row. I think Denver covers at home. I'll, I'll take the uh, Broncos in this one. I do not have a Little League analogy to compare it to, but I also like the Denver Broncos, so I'm going to put Denver at one. Uh, to our final game, Arizona on the road against Cleveland. Arizona, the last remaining unbeaten team in the NFC. They're actually going to get three points along the way. So Arizona is getting three. I'm going to take Arizona at the three. I think that they continue to be undefeated, but I also like the cushion that you get with that three points. So Arizona at the three for me. Lee, who do you got? Travis, winner take all right here. I'm going Browns three. Okay, not that I'm go. not sold on the Arizona Cardinals. They're a good team, but so is Cleveland. And that game's at Cleveland. Cleveland should have beat the Chargers uh, last week in Los Angeles. So I'm going to take the Browns. This has less to do with Arizona. Arizona, at some point, you got to lose a game. I mean, are, are the Cardinals are really starting 6-0. and We'll see how it plays out. I'll take Browns three on this one. All right. And the last pick of the week, John Day Fullerton, Arizona at Cleveland. Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Who you got? I'm going with my heart on this one because I'm a huge Rams fan, maybe the biggest. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland because I want Arizona to lose. So I'm going with my heart with this pick. I'm going my number four on this one. 
This is for the listeners, our listeners, I should say. <laughs> Good go. work, John. Good work, John. Thank you, John. Very, very well done. We'll, of course, have the results coming up on Monday after all these games are done. John, thanks a bunch. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds right, good. Thanks, so guys. You got it. Um, Pretty amazing. John gave himself a weekly segment. We had not discussed that at all, but John's like, no, no, I'm in, guys. He I'm called good. out another listener. He yep. made a Little League reference, and he yep. threw some shade at John Gruden along the way. Okay, was, just uh, just good. as important just as important as all that, he was quick with his answers, knew where he was going, understood the game. That might have been that might have been the best top to bottom we've had so far. Absolutely. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. If your pet passenger is injured in a car accident, get help paying for vet expenses. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Get a quote at Progressive.com. Al, let's go back to some of these calls talking about the Dodgers. And again, if you're just jumping into the car, if you haven't had a chance to look at your phone, Julio Arias will not start for the Dodgers tonight. He will pitch, so let's mm-hmm. not let's not get too far. But Corey Knebel is going to serve as the opener for the Dodgers today. Now, listen, might as well just bring Trinan in in the second inning. Go Kenley in the third. You really, really get <laughs> San Francisco the off their feet. I, you know I, what I mean? I like really I, throw them off with I, what they're doing. I like that you've decided <laughs> to get aggressive on this, but that's not this. Let's let's at least be. We're, we were changing roles here. Uh, You're the awesome. one being hyperbolic, and I'm going to say, hey, hold on a second, hold on a second. That the 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 math, the numbers, the idea, it's good. Uh, talk about struggle. outsmarting them. This is good. Yeah. This is good. Throw Gratterall in. You know what? Do this. Do this. Let Julio pitch one inning. Have Julio pitch in one inning just because Gabe was not thinking that was coming. <laughs> it's catching by surprise. We're playing chess, aren't we? Rick in Orange County. Rick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Rick? <laughs> Rick. Hello, how are you doing? Hey. What's going on, Rick? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, um, you need to relax a little bit, guys. And I'm out here at Rancho San Joaquin, hit some golf balls, and I got mellow. Travis, you're a golfer. You understand this. Uh-huh. You have to have a perfect swing. So it comes down to the Dodgers made this decision at the beginning of the series. If you look at it, it's analytics. Buster Posey is one of their best players. He's 7 of 10 this year against Urias. And 10 for 20 lifetime, ahead, by the way. Okay, great. And he already hit a three-run jack. He's comfortable in this park. This park, the outfield is a lot bigger than Dodger Stadium. And if you have to have Urias face him the third time around – and let's say the sixth inning, well, we know bad things can happen. So the good thing about Knable going in is, yeah, everybody's going to be worried. Everybody's emotional right now. Take a deep step back. Look at the analytics. Knable knows his finish line. He's going to come out there with gas. He's going to do their job. Step back. Look at 30,000 feet. You guys talked about it all year. The Dodgers have great strength in, every, in everywhere. The, Do- the uh, Giants have the intangibles. The Dodgers have the better starting pitching the better bullpen, the better hitting. So if you can go ahead, it doesn't matter how you arrange the pitching. Nobody's going to care. But if you can get Urias to the seventh inning, you only face Posey twice, and then you set up the eighth and ninth because the Dodgers are looking at the bottom of the ninth. They have that last at-bat. So that's my take on it. Take a deep breath. Look at that from that perspective. And you're fine. Yeah. Don't let Posey beat you. I appreciate the call, Rick. Um, I don't know if you may have been on the first tier, maybe on the uh... – the driving he range when we so talked about relaxed. this. He is. He is he relaxed. He sounds so relaxed. He's out there on the golf course, kind of living the dream there. Al, go back to what the very first segment of our show, 9.55 mm-hmm. this morning. Maybe we were gotten past the 10 o'clock, but it couldn't have been more than 10.01 or 10.02. I know exactly where you're going with what, this. What, what did I say this morning? Yep. 
Do not let Buster, Buster Posey, Posey beat you. Beat you. Mm-hmm. Do not let Buster Posey be the reason that you're at home. If you get beat, fine. It, like it's it's basically a 50-50 proposition at this point. But let's at least try to make sure that that guy isn't the reason that you lose. And this move kind of leads you to believe that Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman are kind of thinking the same thing. They are not going to – Julio Rios is – or let me rephrase this. Buster Posey is 10 for 20 against Urias. That's not a small sample. That is a 500 batting average over 20 at-bats. That means that he sees the ball pretty well coming out of his hands. Like he just said there, I think it was Rick said a minute ago, if he only has to face him twice instead of three times potentially, I think that's a win for the Dodgers. I think that's another reason that the Dodgers are doing what they're doing. You know, it's funny. When I said um, the Dodgers, you got to be aggressive, I I talked about kind of the way you took – and we were talking about it more from an offensive perspective, the Mm. offensive perspective, because the pitching – the Dodgers have been great they have two losses, and two of those losses, one was Scherzer. He gave up one run, um, and Bueller gave up three runs in game one, one right? So yeah. just using that as an example. When I said aggressive, what I meant was I'm not saying go swing at every pitch. It was, you know, like you were talking about, work web as long as you can, but if you see something you like, go for it. Don't play to lo- Don't play not to lose. I did not think this was going to be the angle that they were taking, Again, uh, you know, we go, you, you use the word, and it sounds like over the course of the last hour, hour and a half, your tune has changed. Yeah, you has. now You now like this more than you dislike it. Yes. Um, you said something right out the gate that I thought was, you know, the right thing. No need to get too cute. Yeah. You got the squad. You got the starting pitcher. You got a bullpen that's been fantastic. You got batters that are capable of giving you seven runs on any given night. You also got batters that are capable of giving you nothing because we've seen that a couple times. But you have what you need. Do you need to make a move like this? Trav, nobody knows. We'll find out when, you know, this game is all said and done. But I, I'll go back to this. Even if even if it worked, I don't know if this is going to be the difference. I don't think this is going to be yeah, what decided the game or not. Yeah, no, th- I would be stunned. If we're here tomorrow morning, 9.55, you should be here tomorrow morning, 9.55 as well, listening to us, that if we're talking about the reason the Dodgers are out is because Corey Knable was a disaster. It just that, – that feels like an incredibly low probability that this puts the Giants in a decision-making mode. Now, maybe they don't do anything. I, I think you're probably right, Al. I don't think that all of a sudden they say, oh, well, we we're going to play these five guys. We're going to play three different guys. That's that's not what this is going to do because they know that Urias is coming in. But what it does do is it forces them to give up some potentially disadvantageous at-bats right out of the shoot. Basically, you're saying, would I rather have a bad matchup? And I'm talking as a giant manager right now. Yep. Would I rather have a bad matchup in the first inning or do I want to have a bad matchup late in the game? That's what you're deciding by tinkering with your lineup a little bit. And I I think you're probably right. I think the bad match – I'd rather have a bad matchup with eight innings to go than with two innings to go. And that's basically where Gabe Kapler needs to make that decision. And I do like that the Dodgers are forcing him to make that decision. Now, maybe his decision is no decision. Maybe it is, but at least you have to start thinking about that. And we saw Gabe Kapler get a little wonky with some of his moves there in uh, in, in Game Four along the way. So we'll see. We'll see what it goes. So lots more phone calls to get to. We'll do more of that coming up in just a little bit. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Corey Knebel, your starter for Game 5 for the Los Angeles Dodgers Elimination Game National League Division Series. Just how everybody saw it coming, right, Al? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I have to tell you walking into the series. I predicted this. I called it. By the way, are those not the best people whenever something happens? Like, I have a guy that predicted something nine years ago in a Charger game. He still reminds me of it every other day. I was listening. I remember when I told you about LT. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's Let get it on go. the record before these things happen, not after. We say, hey, I told you Corey Canale was pretty good. <laughs> you're you're going to have to do that uh, beforehand, uh, and, and, and nobody did that along the way. Here's, here's the crazy part. Mm-hmm. That's probably not going to be the thing that decides this game tonight. There are a million other things. There's a million at-bats that Corey Knable might pitch an inning. Julio Rios is going to pitch the bulk of the innings, probably. We might see Max Scherzer in this game. We still don't know where Gavin Lux is going to play defensively. We don't know if the Dodgers are going to have one of those seven or nine run nights or whether they're going to have the two zero run nights that they have. This game is not going to turn on Corey Knable pitching the first inning. Do you think, um, you know, you just mentioned something about Scherzer. You think you'd see him in a situation like this? Dave Roberts doesn't. I think their pitching has been so amazing that, and I'm I'm talking about the bullpen too. I'd be shocked. I'd be, and and you have one of your aces going, um, you know, in tonight's game. Not anymore. And and this would be, and this, (laughs) yeah, coming out of the bullpen. Uh, but this would be two days rest after uh, for the for Scherzer. Two days rest after pitching the seven innings. Yeah, he pitched on, on Monday. Monday so night. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and then today. Yeah, Thursday. So two, two days rest. Dave Roberts says that uh, Max Scherzer is unlikely to pitch in tonight's mm-hmm. game. Here he is. It's it's highly unlikely. Um, the goal uh, is still to uh, win the World Series, um, and have Max starting Game One uh, in the NLCS if we get there. Um, increase that chance. Uh, but obviously I'm not uh, immune to the fact that you don't get there unless you win game five. Um, but how he feels matters because uh, you still got to be effective. So uh, we'll have a conversation with them, I'm sure today, tomorrow, and, and kind of gauge it. But uh, in no way are we going to press him uh, and put him in a position that we don't feel comfortable you know, across the board. Yeah, w- what that means is when he says it's very unlikely, it means we're going to warm him up and see how he feels. Yeah, he, he left it open. Means. Yeah, right. He he didn't. It's not like he came out definitively and said, "No, no, we're 100 percent sure it's not going to be." I, I thought it was interesting that he even mentioned um, the next round. Right. That, yeah, that was no, odd. It was a little odd, and, and I'll tell you why. I, I think more than anything else, it's not about setting yourself up for the next round. It's more to do with he pitched two days ago, right? So I think that if 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 um, if Scherzer was on four days rest, I think the answer would be completely different. I don't think it has anything to do with the next round. 
And it's not that he's by any stretch of the imagination overlooking tonight, but how can you prepare for the next round uh, when you're in this game five? Yeah, look, it's it's all hands on deck. The only guy mm-hmm. that will not pitch tonight under any circumstances is Walker Bueller. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else is a potential pitcher in this game, including Max Scherzer. He, he may be the very last guy to go, but let's say you get into a situation, it's the sixth inning, right? And you got a really favorable matchup, and Max Scherzer calls down and says, "Hey guys, I'm I, good. I feel good. Yep. Guess who's coming into the game? Probably it, Scherzer. Yeah. Do you do you want Max Scherzer or do you want Phil Bickford? I don't think that. And and that's maybe, not disrespectful to Bickford. He's pitched well, but yeah, give me the guy that's going to the Hall of Fame, please. Maybe another chess move is go Knebel Scherzer just to throw Gabe off even more. <laughs> hey, who knows? He See what we're doing no. here? He didn't say no along the way. Uh, okay, I got I got I got one quick question before we yeah. go to callers. Um. Something that you've talked about before, and you said analytics probably has a lot to do with why we're going to see Knable in it, that first No, no, inning. no. Hold on a second. It has mm-hmm. everything okay. to do with Okay. It. Yes. So one of the things I want to say you mentioned early on, right before either the playoff started, maybe it was the wild card game, something along those lines, um, analytics is built better for 162 games, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that is that the accurate statement? Yeah, it's, it's, it's big sample stuff. It's not okay. one night stuff. In a game like this, one night, how much of analytics – because I, I bring this up because there also has to be uh, – there's a gut feeling. I'm a baseball guy. I know in this situation I'm watching this specific pitcher, and I see whether it looks like he feels good. Like you've mentioned before, was that ball hit hard or was it a bloop? You know, it, there's certain things that would tell you. Is it running to a full count every single at-bat, and then he's getting an out where he doesn't really have his control? So my, my question to you is – how much of the analytics piece in a one game plays a role versus let me just be a freaking manager because this is what I do? It it sets you up, and then you go by what you're looking at after that. The, the reason they're starting Corey Knable is because the matchups that they want in that first inning favor Corey Knable more than they do Julio Urias, namely right on right. Namely, he doesn't have to pitch to Buster Posey in that first inning, who he absolutely destroys. 10 of 20, okay? Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. Posey is 10 of 20 in his career against Urias. Urias doesn't give up hits to anybody, and one guy's hitting 500 off of you. If we can skip that, yeah, let's skip that. I think it sets you Don't up, Don't you get Al. that in the back end if he's going seven innings anyways well potentially but maybe maybe again if you pitch really well it by the time you get to the seventh inning maybe you're going to trying at that point Mm -hmm. maybe you're shortening it up and you only have to do it twice instead of three times so look there's risk in all of this but the analytics will drive the way that you set it up but i don't think it drives the decision look go back to the analytics of kevin cash right last year the analytics said okay blake snell needs to come out now the dodgers were practically throwing a party in their dugout and they were still of course behind. they were of they, course they, they were get that dude out hey we got a chance to win the game now what was it he had struck out was it bet seager and i forget the third play might have been turner that that he had gone through them they, they hadn't even gotten the ball out of the infield i think he'd struck out like six of the nine or whatever it was it was incredibly dominant performance by Snell and Cash goes you know the math is saying let's take him out and then the game ended basically there is you know there's something to that Blake Snell I think I told you this one after it happened there was Blake Snell wrote an article in the Players Tribune right that represents the players Trav I mean if you read this thing from start to finish and he played his mindset of where he was before he saw somebody warming up in the ball bullpen and how that changed everything Look, I, I get the analytics piece, and you know the Dodgers, we'd be the first one to say it. Now, granted, analytics, you also have the payroll that you have, the players that you have. There's a lot that also plays into your advantage. Um, 
We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's uh, – there was one I wanted here. I can't read. I'm getting old. Uh, there it is. Joe in Huntington Beach. Joe, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thank you very much for taking the call. Um, sure. So, yeah, I, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with, uh, you know, everything you've been saying. And, 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 and David Roberts, I mean, he's been – the Nine times, you know, he's, he's been in the postseason. So I'm not going to fire him over a decision. But the, the thing I'm worried about is what this does to Urias's mental state, right? Because what I've seen with the Dodgers so far, the biggest thing I'm really worried about is offense, to be honest with you. But it's, it's psyche. So does this roll off his back or does this really freak him out? You know, or does, this, it, does it set him off his game? Because that's the concern. You, you need the best of him. And otherwise, yeah, you know, maybe he comes in at, at the fourth batter or in the second inning, whenever that is, you know, but who are we getting? Does it, and, does it, and just to answer your question or to, to add to what you're saying, and I appreciate you calling in, Trav, the question is this, and you might 100% think it means nothing. Maybe it just changes it a little bit, right? It tweaks the situation of what he's accustomed to. And I know you're going to say, well, Al, a year ago this guy was coming out of the pen and he was lights out. He's been in these predicaments, these situations before. I, I, Trav, you can make a case that if Julio doesn't have – Let's say he only pitches four innings and he gave up a few runs. A lot of people are going to say, yeah, you didn't need to do this. You should add him in his regular routine that he was accustomed to. Maybe that doesn't play a part in the game, but people will make the case that it could have had an effect in the result. Yeah, look, there are a million moving parts to this, but the part that um, he just brought up and the part that you just brought up, I think I, I really truly believe this. I don't think it has anything to do with it, and here's why. This is not a typical relief appearance. This is a you're going to pitch and you're going to pitch after X amount of hitters. He knows exactly when he's coming in the game. This is not, hey, we're going to start Knable and see how it goes and you're next. That's different. That, that In that scenario, I think the, the points that you guys are bringing up are, are reasonable. That's not This is a start. It's just he's starting X amount of batters later, whether it's four, five, six, whatever the number might be. But I guarantee you they know exactly when they're taking Knable out of that game. They, they know exactly when it's going to happen. The other part of it is he mentioned, you know, his mental state. I'm not worried about Julio Urias's mental state at all. He has been ice cold every single time he's gone out there for the Dodgers in any role that they've put him in. Starting pitching, closing, middle, doesn't matter. He, he is a stone-cold ace whether he's pitching at any point in the game. The, the question that you guys didn't bring up that I think is a better one What's Knable's state of mind? <laughs> that's that's the other part. That while I have no worry about where Urias is, I do have some questions. Pressure about, on his back. Yeah, this is a brand new thing for him. He's never had to do this before. I think that's a fair question. Well, we, listen, we should have started this whole thing by saying, Dave, we appreciate you giving us some fantastic content <laughs> and giving the listeners uh, something that they're really passionate about. So we appreciate that part. I, I have a question for you that I'm going to ask yeah. you on the other side because we keep saying Dave, and I think we're leaving a, an important part of this out. Dave. That's next. Plus, it's also how we say it. The, 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 indeed it is. <laughs> Plus, we got the dump coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I never, ever thought that a guy named Corey Knable was going to be the guy that we spent the vast majority of the show talking about 
before he threw a single pick. Huge Knable guy. <laughs> Huge Knable guy. I, I get it if he would have come into the game. Knable. Yep. At a weird spot, like, hey, uh, why did Blake Trinan never come out of the bullpen? Why did we yeah. use Corey? Okay, sure. Hey, Corey Knable starting. Say what? <laughs> we're, we're doing what now? Well, I, I forgot what we were talking about. I think we were, we were hitting on football, and then that news started coming out. Um, and you were like, okay, I'll, yep, that sounds good. Wrap it up, buddy. Let's wrap it up here. I got something else. The last thing I thought you were going to say was, yeah, Julio will come in. Come in a little bit later. Knable's going to start the game. Yeah, he sure is. Take it through everybody off. Threw everybody off. You, you yeah. said it a minute ago, and, and you're, you're 100% right. The more we've talked about it, the more I've thought about it, the more sense it makes. It, 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 it feels like a strategic move. Now, a very, very aggressive one. A very aggressive one, and perhaps to your point, an unnecessarily aggressive one, but it makes a lot of sense. I, I, I have come around on this to the point where I, it, my initial reaction was just like yours, like, um, can we just have Julio pitch the entire, you know, as long as he possibly can? Mm -hmm. But I still think you're going to do that. I think because he's not going to pitch nine innings, right? I think mm -hmm. we all agree he's not pitching nine innings. He's probably not pitching eight innings. So if we're going to get to a Corey Knable appearance at some point and the best possible place for him to pitch is against these three guys why not do it first so it, what it does Trav is it opens you up to a ton of criticism obviously just depending on how the game plays out I'm not telling you that this is going to be the difference of the game or not but I will say this you said something a little bit earlier here's the reality this is a bold move in the sense that um, it's very unorthodox. This is not something that you see common or often. And if the Dodgers are willing to say, including Dave Roberts, including Andrew Friedman, if, if all these guys are willing to say, hey, you don't like it, you don't have to like it. We're not worried about whether you like it or not. We're trying to get a W, and this is how we feel like. It gives puts us in the best decision to get that W. And I think people that are against that are saying, they don't think that that will be the difference, so why don't you just throw I'm gonna give you three give the ball. I'm going to mm -hmm. give you three options. The, yep. the, one of these three things is going to happen. Mm -hmm. When we get together tomorrow morning, we're not talking about this at all. Mm -hmm. We're talking about this as a great idea. We're talking about this as a disaster, which is the one we're talking about. I think it will be a quiet conversation. I don't think we'll be. I don't think it will be this was the greatest move we've ever seen, and I also don't think it's going to be – a disaster. Disaster is such a strong word, and in a game that I keep saying is going to be close, yeah. I don't think there's going to be this, hey, they just gave up three runs in the first inning. No, you, I don't think that's going to happen. That's exactly right. Did him giving giving up multiple runs seems like a very low probability. You know what helps all Or Julio this? has to come in with two guys on, and he gives up a base hit. Yeah, I, I don't it, think that's going to happen. I, I don't either. You know what? I keep coming back to something we talked about at the beginning of the show, too. This is why you mm -hmm. need to be here at 9.55 every morning when Al and I get started. Let's just score some runs in the first inning. Let's just put we'll – Just if you told me right now, we'll give, we'll give you one. I'll take it. Not because of the lead change thing, which is to me just seems like kind of a quirk that no one there has been zero lead changes. Oh, changes gets but but the it lead, changes everything. You're just, right. It takes mm -hmm. the pressure off of Canable a little Absolutely. bit too. Absolutely. If he's got just even a one run cushion, it's not the only thing I can do here is leave behind. Right? Even or behind. Let's let's give him a chance to kind of take a deep breath and relax a little bit. And not even Canable, just both teams in general, to just have that quick little okay, we got one. We're working with a plus one. I'm sure it changes the whole scope of the game. All right, let's go to the dump. All right, 
National Dessert Day, Al. Today, yep. if you're gonna, if you got a sweet tooth, you have a, mm-hmm. an excuse to go do it. Are you, a, are you a dessert guy? Are you gonna say, you know what, uh, garçon, bring me that dessert tray. Let yep. me take a look at your uh, assorted pastries. You know, it's funny when I go to, I'm savory over sweet, so I, I do. I'd much more prefer savory. But if I go to a restaurant. It all kind of depends how things are going. There are times that by the time, you know, they come to me and say, hey, would you like dessert? I'm like, bro, I am so full. There's literally (laughs) nothing more that I could put in. And then there's other times where I still have that same feeling and I end up with cheesecake sitting on the table. (laughs) So I'm in a weird spot, but my wife is not a sweet tooth person. I'm really not a sweet tooth person. If it's not right in front of me, I don't need it at all. If you put a piece of cheesecake on that table, it's gone. I'm going to eat every last crumb on. So that you thing. are a sweet person then? No, because I, I don't can't. Seek I, it I'm out. not going to eat a I full. I don't seek it out. <laughs> if if you said to me every cookie on the face of the earth has been erased, uh-huh. okay, that's fine. I don't really care. If you put a plate of cookies in front of me, I'm going to eat eleven. <laughs> I just there's it's a it's then, an opportunity binge. Then the definition for me is then I'm truly not a sweet person. Because if I have 11 cookies in front of me, I don't think I could have two of them. <laughs> well, you're, you're missing out. It is none other than Jared Goff's yes. 27th birthday today. Happy birthday, Jared. And I hope you enjoy many, many years of mediocrity in the Motor City. And, and, <laughs> by the way, if he's mediocre, below mediocre, it goes to another level when you're playing for the Detroit Lions organization. Uh, for somebody who has protected Jared Goff, because I feel like it's personal between you and him, um, I would like to wish Jared Goff a happy birthday, and we'll leave it at that. 27 years old. 27 years old. <laughs> They're 27 years old and the starting quarterback of the only team in the NFC that has not won a game. Mike hey, Schultz. But they've, but they've almost won. <laughs> yeah, Don't you forget where, that. Where do they put those in the standings? Hey, we almost had it. We are 0 and 5. They should add four. The analytics people should add an almost <laughs> column. We have zero wins, five losses, and three. Three almost. Had, three should have had it. <laughs> That's a, an interesting way to, to score it. Mike uh, Schilt is out as manager of the Cardinals. What the hell happened? I don't know. They won 94 <laughs> games in a row and they fired him. They won 17 games in a row. They get into a wild card game against the best team in baseball. Go toe to toe. If it wasn't for a Chris Taylor two run homer, Bellinger being aggressive in that ninth stealing second what the hell did they do wrong <laughs> well they didn't beat the dodgers they gave they're a not supposed to Chris taylor i guess is yeah they're not supposed to beat the dodgers yeah pulp fiction premiered in 1990 the day that jared goff was born, was born pulp, pulp fiction. fiction was in theaters that's How right about that you that's a right pulp fiction guy you a tarantino I am, but- guy I, I am, and I'll, I'll say this. It's been so long since I watched it. So long since I watched it. Um, that's one of those movies i got to get back on. You know how we talk about some movies you can just watch anytime it's on? No, mm-hmm. no, no. Pulp Fiction, I need to sit down. Give me the full gamut. I need all the cursing. I need yes. I need all that. It needs to be unedited. Unlike some oh, I watched, Shanks and things like that, I need the full Monty on that thing. I watched uh, Squid Games. Squid Game, whatever oh, yeah. it's called. <laughs> You must saw have the really first, enjoyed it if you don't Saw the first it. episode. Saw the first episode. A little, little demented. I was underwhelmed. I was underwhelmed. How do people find the pod, Slee? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes. Catch the full three hours. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Thank you for all the callers that called in. Back at it tomorrow morning at 9.55. 9.55, and will we or will we not be talking about Corey Knebel? Will we be talking about the Dodgers getting ready to take on the Braves in the National League Divi- Championship Series? Or are we talking about whether or not Corey Seager is going to go be a Yankee? We'll be here tomorrow either way. 9.55, Travis Lee. We'll see you then.